0: I want to do a little experiment. Hey, Marty. Uh, yes, Scott. The other day, I saw a fire hydrant, and I went over to it and started humping it. Okay, you know, my experiment didn't work, never mind.
1: what was your experiment
0: (laughs) my experiment well i wanted to experiment the i wanted to test the distinction you make between that you find sex jokes to be high art and then shit jokes to be most lowbrow i i don't like sex jokes either scott that's disgusting (laughs) i can't believe you would accuse me of this i don't know where you get the idea from but yeah i guess you know what i'm sorry this is a bad faith experiment marty's a good christian Um, okay. I have another cold open then. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had, had a little debate discussion about this this week. Uh, for some reason I get more mad at people, um, wearing their masks like wrong than I do at people not wearing masks at all, which is like ass backwards, but, uh, who can relate? Why is it, like, every time I go into a gas station, there's, like, a 55-year-old man with, like, his mask, like, his glasses in his mouth and his mask, like, <laughs> up his nose? like
1: Because it's, like, uh, at least the people who are not wearing it are at least making, they're making it clear where they stand. They're at least saying, like, I'm an asshole and I'm sticking to that. And that's something you can at least actively deal with or get angry at. But somebody who's, like, half doing it, you're like... Uh, Your intentions are good, but you're still, like, being an
0: idiot. Like, that's the difficult thing. I can predict an asshole, but, like... Yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: We came to the conclusion. Well, I came... I I, anecdotally... Or not anecdotally. Totally. The comparison... Yeah, there's a comparison of... It's, like, seeing a bad driver versus a reckless driver, where, like, you're kind of more mad at the bad driver, but the reckless driver is posing... More danger to society, but you're kind of just like, well, there he goes. What am I gonna do about it? Nothing. Whereas the bad driver pulls in front of you, and you could honk,
0: but you don't.
1: For a local reference, when you're driving on North Avenue going towards the highway, oh god, no, we're not doing this.
0: We're not doing this. And
1: somebody cuts into the bike lane to cut around like six cars, and it's a biker right by Pete's, right by Pete's Market, and you're like that motherfucker.
0: that guy. Yeah, welcome to Spoo Scoops and Novelty Songs, the podcast where we complain about very specific traffic incidences. Marty, um, you have to in order if you want to adjust your mic, you're gonna have to put the cane down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll put it down on your head, young boy. Just like
0: uh, last week, I started us off by eating on Mike. This week, I'm just jangling my Starbucks ice.
1: Ooh, do you
0: live near a Starbucks now? Come on, it's a casual pod. It's Saturday morning. We're uh, oh, I just got done moving finally, and uh, I, you know what? I got, I'll say it. I think we got some time to fill this episode, so we can just fucking chill. Listener, you don't have to feel so. I know when you turn on the podcast, you just have this overwhelming sense of urgency, like get to the spoof, get to the spoof, get to the spoof. Well, get come, to the spoof. hey, let's all take a deep breath and just fucking chill. It's gonna be fine. Hey,
1: Scott, how is that uh, sex dungeon you moved into? <laughs>
0: The uh, Prestige. Marty, it's not a sex dungeon. It's a doo-doo dungeon. My bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Spoof Goofs and Owl the Songs. Oh, you're still laughing. Exper- okay, my, exper- my My hypothesis was wrong.
2: And I'm Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: was, I was waiting so long for the perfect, uh, the perfect moment. Yeah,
2: that. that was it.
0: You had a lot Yeah, well, a lot. anyway, he's Kelly, and today, uh, other hosts, why don't you tell them what we're talking about?
1: This week, we're reviewing Hot Shots. You, you're, you're really
0: not going to say your own name? Oh,
1: you've said my name like 80 times during that entire opening. All right, uh, Claude. Anyway.
0: <laughs> I don't want to get doxxed. My name is, um. let's just say my name is Marty. Yeah, fine. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> His name is Marty. My name's Scott. Um, the other one is Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> The other and I'm the other one, Kelly, a 1991 American
1: Navy comedy film directed by the a in Zaz Jim Abrahams written by Abrahams and Pat Proft that dang Pat Proft showing up again. The director of wrongfully accused. This is a spoof of mostly Top Gun, along with spoofs of other late 80s, early 90s movies and other notable flicks. This and the sequel, Hotshots Part Duh, De, are definitely the most successful Zazz comedies made by only one of the trio. David Zucker's most notable solo effort is perhaps Basketball, and Jerry Zucker is most well known as the Academy Award winning director of Ghost. Or nominated director of Ghost, I should say. Why did the legendary trio split up? For the pretty much the obvious reasons. All three wanted to be in charge, and the studios simply did not want to pay all three a full director's salary. They still work together for decades after the split, either co-writing or co-producing certain projects. And on this pod, we've obviously covered a David Zucker solo. We're going to do a few more Abraham's picks. We're probably never going to get to a Jerry Zucker zo- solo, though, fortunately. But Hot Shots was a smash hit, earning $180 million on a worldwide budget of $26 million. I meant to say worldwide box office, $180 million, $26 million
0: budget. Their budget's you this. not worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> this, Just Hot do a second take hold on. The... Every, s- s- hold on, everybody stop Clear the studio Lighting g- okay. gaffers, okay. stop fucking moving around uh-huh. Good for you, good for you Alright, Marty, get a second take Okay, okay
1: Hot poop No, <laughs> no <laughs> Hot Shots came out probably around the time when spoof movies had reached their tipping point in terms of popularity, but this was, like, probably the last one before spoof movies kind of started tanking in terms of box office, but I think this was a big success mainly because the two stars were, like, very, very big at the time. Charlie Sheen and Carrie (laughs) Iluaz were big, bankable stars. Uh, My last fun fact for this little opening, there's a hilarious re- review written by Kenneth Turan of the Los Angeles Times who compared Hot Shots to Naked Gun 2 and he was listing like, why does Hot Shots work but Naked Gun 2 doesn't? And th- the fifth one was, Hot Shots has an aircraft carrier and Naked Gun 2 and a half does not. No kidding, aircraft carriers can be a great source of fun. <laughs> I don't know if he was being serious or not. Anyway, gentlemen, what did you think? Of hot shots.
0: Mm, this was a very spoofy spoof. Like, again, this is like kind of like Dracula Dead and Loving It, or like, you know, this is just when you think spoof, this is, would be like a great example. That said, not the best of them we've seen really relied heavily on visual gags. It seemed like there were like stretches of the movie where they were just doing like a lot of like cutaway visual gags just like a like they just really slam you with like 10 of them in a row for a little like montage scene don't like charlie sheen <laughs> <laughs> good guy great actor loved hot
2: shots golf great video game for the playstation Whoa. twist in japan and europe it was released as everybody's golf as we all know you know this game it came out pretty early published by or produced by Camelot Software Planning, you know. <laughs> got a 30 out of 40 by Famitsu in Japan. Just a solid good fun golf game from the PlayStation era. It's just a lot of fun. Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say. I don't know why we did that where <laughs> we we were doing this for the podcast, <laughs> oh, but Kelly. I was really... <laughs>
0: oh, and you no. beat the game, too, to do this. Yeah,
2: it's $99 on Amazon. I had to buy it, oh had my it God. shipped here. <laughs> oh, no. I'm surprised no. you guys weren't complaining about this. This is really rare, expensive game, but very fun, very... Very cool.
1: I actually own that game, so I never actually had that problem. I was able to just plug it right into my uh, my disc drive on my iMac.
2: Yeah, I just feel bad emulating software too. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I don't know, that's just not my bag. Like, I wouldn't download a car. I'm just one of those kind of people. So, <laughs> um, meanwhile,
0: my there's something wrong with my computer. It's so it's huge now. <laughs> <laughs> Something it's happened. I downloaded a oh. car, and I don't know how to print it out.
1: <laughs> I do? Thank you for explaining that joke to me. I did not. <laughs> I, my,
0: my. Yeah, it's sitting, it's right sitting my in my downloads folder. Thus, my computer is now the size of a car. That's what I was. Oh,
1: buying. no, I just copied it. And now my room's full. <laughs> a 2002 Chevy Malibu. How do I get this out of my computer? Well, we had some fun with that. I liked this movie. Yeah, the movie was fine. I thought I agree with Scott completely. It is like it's just like a lot of the uh, other like Lizzie Nielsen ones of this era or just like the every movie that kind of came out around Naked Gun was like almost identical in terms of if it was a spoof movie, it basically did the same thing, which is like really copying the Zucker, Abraham Zucker style. And this is for sure. It's just like very clearly one of them did this movie because it's just constant visual gags. It even has Lloyd Bridges in this movie. Like it's very clearly like uh, doing that thing. I thought it was successful for the most part, though. I genuinely... and Mostly my biggest compliment I think I can give it is that it wasn't punching down too often. Like, it was mostly relying on really childish, silly visual gags. Um, All the problematic stuff
0: seemed to be in, like, the first 20 minutes and the last 20 minutes. Yes. All the dances of wolves
1: stuff was just like okay, yeah, you right. okay. that yes. was like very
0: shoehorned in. The rest of it. Shout out to Wawatosa, suburb of uh, Milwaukee, home of spoofs, goose novelty songs. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of references to Wisconsin stuff
1: in here because obviously all like Zaz, they were all from uh, Milwaukee area. Oh,
2: very well. I
0: didn't know that. That's why I like this movie so much. Zaz, yeah. Should I know what, like, what that is, by the way? Yeah, they're, I mean,
1: Zucker, Abraham, Zucker, they did Airplane, Top Gun, Naked Gun. Oh, and if I uh, just ask
0: any person on the street, hey, you know Zazz? And they're like, yeah, Zucker, Zucker, Zucker. then they're in- Hold on, they did Top Gun? That's a good movie. Wait, did I say Top Gun? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, hot <laughs> I
0: meant Top Secret. Top Secret. All right, got it. So um, I need to know who Zazz is, and they did Top Gun. All right, let's keep going.
2: Uh, this movie was, it's just fine. If you're wondering why I did the Hot Shots golf bit five minutes ago, it's because I feel like we're going to be struggling to get to a decent length of time discussing this film because there's not a lot to talk about. I do also agree. It doesn't punch down a lot. Um, you, I think one of the evidence of it is like Sam walked in on me watching this during the sex scene. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah, any other say, walked movie, in,
0: she You could have said just walked in, but you said walked in on right. me.
2: You know how it is. You're watching whatever, and then your significant other or your parent comes in at, like, what you would think is the worst possible time. This movie, though, the sex scene, just silly. Like, just kind of yeah. playful. Like, not uh, it's not very crass. Like, the, the, the bit is that her stomach is a very hot griddle, and that's just, that's it. Like... Really and makes you Sam, wonder how they shot it too. <laughs> Sam didn't look at me in disgust when I was <laughs> watching it. So she that was She's hungry.
0: That was nice. She only like grimaced a little bit. Yeah, you said um, she started rubbing her tummy and wiggling her eyebrows up and down and licking her lips.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I in general like there's there's a lot of good bits in this and they uh drive those bits you could argue they drive those bits into the ground. Like the griddle thing comes back like four or five times. There was a recurring gag of like anytime a character sits down, they always sit down on top of a very small dog. It's the same dog every single time. I like all that stuff because I, I was like, I just appreciated this movie was like so committed to the bit that they were like never going to avoid making those jokes.
0: I think bringing, well, that's the thing is they, no, they had like reoccurring bits and then there also was just a super cut of like hey remember from 40 minutes ago and they just showed like it was supposed to be him like realizing he's like in love with the uh, yeah. female lead or something like that um but they just show all the bits with her from like they just do a super cut of all the bit and it's like this isn't a tv yeah. show where we're like oh the that, funniest the best parts from the season why they love each other no, that it's, was really weird because it that was it like was 30 like, uh, minutes ago Yeah,
2: we're watching a movie here. Like, we get it, dude. And I don't know if it was, like, a callback to if they did that in Top Gun itself. I don't remember. It's been too long. I wouldn't be surprised because Top Gun's super cheesy. It is... We're talking to a guy who
0: owns the Top Gun soundtrack... On vinyl, folks. Yeah, the soundtrack
2: is different than the movie. Does the soundtrack have track 11 and it just goes back and plays like clips of track
1: 3, 4, and 7? They're like, you like yeah.
0: Danger Zone, right? Here you go. Here <laughs> and it is a again. hologram plays off the record that shows you all the clips.
1: Um, That that original meet-Q sequence, though, it is like, it's like five minutes when they show it the first time. And it's like five minutes when they repeat it oh later. Oh my god. I think the movie was tight on time. Like, I think this movie was a lot of like stretching things really long because this movie is only like 85 minutes long. And then there's still just like sequence there's like song and singing sequences that aren't really that funny that don't really go anywhere. And it's like, those are like five minute scenes on their own. I'm like, they were really thin on like plot and like pulling like the plot is very simple and straightforward. And I actually like that in this movie, but they clearly didn't have much more to do outside of that. Like, it it's a, a mixture really
2: of incredibly incredibly dense scenes of like just gag after gag and like honestly if you're watching this movie while not looking at the screen it sounds like sort of a normal movies happening <laughs> like
1: <laughs> yeah outside yeah. of like
2: the cartoon sound effects like it, it i looked away from the screen a couple of times and i was like this isn't funny but then you look back and you <laughs> see like I don't know the fisheye gags, and it's just weird. It's it's a lot of visual stuff for like, and I I I think it's good. I think it most of it ages like pretty well. Um, I don't know. I was kind of s- surprised by the movie in general, but at the same time, I'm just so over. Watching fucking spoof movies. <laughs> so, well, just he's done. Just, you know
0: what? I just realized I got the perfect two words to describe this movie for me Room Temp, baby. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to get right. a seven. This is going to get a five. Five on the nose. Right. It's not like this movie
1: is like bad. Right. We've watched, like, so many of these that are, like, pretty much, like, this movie, like, just doing visual gags and stuff. There's only so many visual gags in the world, so in the end, you're kind of just, like, doing a lot of stuff that, like, especially if you're we these guys. And, like, Abrahams has directed, like, six spoof movies at this point. It's like, at this point, like, come on, like, you're probably running out of gags. Uh, uh, there's two things in this movie that, two recurring, like, things that I really loved. Lloyd Bridges as the, like, general character was hilarious every yeah. single scene he's super fucking funny in it he
2: steals every scene he's in yeah
1: he steals every scene it feels like they just kind of like they're like they any any other actor doing that part it would not work because a lot of the lines are really corny but his like his delivery as like out of touch gruff old man is perfect and then the second one is the guy named deadmeat there's a guy whose codename is deadmeat which is like obviously a parody of all the names in top gun and so you know he's gonna like have an accident at some point, but the way they do it is like constantly setting up that he's going to have this like really unlucky streak and he has like a lucky pack of gum that goes missing. His wife drops like a mirror before that he's like about to take a big trip. It's just like a like, hey, your up. life
0: insurance thing came and he's like, Oh let me <laughs> sign that quick. Wow, oh, this darn pen isn't working. Well I'll get to it later.
1: He claims that he has the cure for global warming and he's figured out who killed JFK and he's like I'm going to tell you when I get back, because I got the information. I'll be fine. I loved that. Like, I loved that, that, like, really, like... Very obvious specificity. A better version really nice. of the
0: ACL tear joke and, uh, you know, 20 years Oh, way
2: or better. Yeah, that's a good comparison.
0: This movie also has the same plot as The
1: Comebacks. The Comebacks is the plot of, like, the one coach talks the, other, the bad coach into coming back so that the bad coach can lose on purpose. This movie has the same plot, which is the under-general brings Charlie Sheen back because he thinks he'll be a disaster pilot so that he can help get new planes for the Navy basically through like some complicated defense project scheme. And this is a better execution of that plot because it's set up from the beginning of the movie and they never treat it like it's some big twist. It's just like, that is what the plot of this movie is. And it works in this movie and it did not work in the comebacks. (laughs)
2: The movie's fine. It's just fine. I'm trying to think of other things that I wanted to say about it, but there's just a not, not a lot. I don't like Charlie Sheen very much, but he's kind of like the straight man in a lot of the scenes in this movie, and I think it works pretty well for him. Like I don't look at him as a very good comedic actor, um, and that's why he works pretty well in this movie, because he just looks a little like Tom Cruise, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. just enough. And I like Top Gun, but pretty much ironically... So, I think if you like Top Gun, ironically, this movie's like, it's, you know, it goes over all the really bad shit in Top Gun. The horse and motorcycle, like, juxtaposition that they try to make work. They didn't do a volleyball scene, which sucks, but also, like, I don't know how you top Top Gun's volleyball scene because it is so gay and I love it so much.
1: <laughs> like,. <laughs> just, they they dabble with the homoerotic stuff in this movie though they do yeah, like touch on that a bunch and
2: maybe they didn't want to do it more because it's in bad taste especially like back then they probably would have gone overboard with whatever homoerotic jokes they wanted to make and they knew that like they seemed like they were pretty tasteful compared to other movies from this era like it's not it's it doesn't punch down it's just childish and fun so props to it for that but uh lukewarm room 10
1: i'll i'll as a spoof yeah i don't know what else to say nine out of ten i think this movie makes fun of the macho stuff in top gun very well and it's generally we've talked about this many times it's very spoofy but i think this movie succeeds at being a spoof because it's so specific. It's like walk hard in this way. It's so specific that it comes back around to just being funny on its own again. I think a lot of the gags in this are like so specifically aimed at Top Gun, but they work just as like bits on their own. The John Cryer having walleye vision is like such a specific thing to make fun of from Top Gun, but it just works as its own bit at the end. Like I I thought this movie was like a good and as a movie 7 out of 10. I think this movie is just like a good spoof movie. If you think of like, I want to watch a spoof movie tonight and you pick this movie, you're not going to be upset. You're going to have a good time. You're going to enjoy it.
2: You're going to you're going to miss a lot of bits cuz you're on your phone. Yeah, keep and your <laughs> eyes locked for, for that, that screen. For, th- for that reason, I give it a 7 out of 10 as a movie. I probably would say if you know someone who's like super into this movie, do not watch it with them around because they are going to be very upset that you're not paying attention to it as delicately as they want you to. And they're going to be like, now we got to rewind it 30 seconds so you can see this really funny <laughs> gag. It's so good. Oh my God. Um, so <laughs> for that. But I do give it, I think it's a nine out of 10 as a spoof. It, it really nails the source material, doesn't punch down a lot. The problematic stuff in it. Yeah. I, I, like, it's it's unnecessary, but it's also like... It could have been a lot fucking worse. It could have been a lot worse. So props to them for making a movie that ages okay. It's
0: only got a little mold on it. Hey, as a spoof, 5 out of 10. Room temp, straight down the plate, straight down... Oh, God, you know what? No. Uh, we'll give it a six out of 10 because I feel like it's like very, if you, yeah, like Kelly said, if you want a traditional spoof, this is, you can't go wrong with this. A lot of good visual gags, but yeah, I don't know. There's just like better examples that like play with the form more or just like do just like a better job of, of being what a spoof is. Um, and as a movie, eh, like four out of ten, so then it evens out to be five out of ten. Bingo. <laughs> I'll add that I, I do think this isn't as
1: good as the the Zaz trio directed movies like Airplane, Top Secret. I don't think they did Naked Gun together, but like all of the like early ones they did are all better than this. I think as a spoof and even as like just a watch, I do think this is lesser than that. But I also think this is stronger than like David Zucker's solo directed stuff for the most part. Um, obviously like an American Carol is like horrific and this movie is like at least like a good time. I think
2: I will say apologies to anyone listening who is so excited for us to finally watch hot shots and we're like, Oh man, that's one of my favorite movies. I can't wait to see if they praise it or put it in the dumpster. I just can't (laughs) wait to hear their take. And then they get this. Which is, like, the most boring, like,
1: (laughs) none of us are riled up about this movie at all. It's fine. (laughs) I'm going to turn, I'm going to speed our uh, audio up so that we're all talking at 105 speed, so it's going to sound like we're excited. Oh, oh, Furious debate, Ben Shapiro.
2: (laughs) Oh, Scott. Yeah. Debate me, you You coward. You got a song for
0: us? Yeah, I do. Uh, Fellas... It's such a patriotic movie we just watched. I figure, why not do a patriotic tune? I don't really have a novelty song for you as much as I have a novelty rendition, a novelty cover, a novelty performance, perhaps. We're talking the year... Uh, 2018 uh, roughly it's it's we're we're near the two-year anniversary of this event it was uh, february 18th 2018 fergie performs the national anthem at the nbi and the N- oh, end at the nbi all stalls guy minute uh and uh well she has a little fun with it she Gives a little bit of extra in this performance, you might say. So let's take a listen to what Miss Stacy Ferguson did to our American national please, anthem.
2: Please stand and remove your headsets for Fergie, who <laughs> yeah, will be performing your, tonight's national anthem. Please stand anthem.
0: and remove your headphones. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is from Rolling Stone Magazine. Throughout Fergie's sultry two-and-a-half-minute version, a low chuckle rumbled through the sold-out Staples Center, uh, with some basketball players, including Draymond Green, unable to suppress their laughter during the performance. During halftime, uh, <clears throat> Shaquille O'Neal uh, called... Fergie's rendition sexy and Charles Barkley quipped that he needed a cigarette after the performance. Social media (laughs) similarly mocked Fergie's anthem from its canned musical accompaniment to the resemblance to Marilyn Monroe's happy birthday, Mr. President performance. Fergie then issued an apology and said, I've always been honored and proud to perform the national anthem. And last night I wanted to try something special for the NBA. I'm a risk taker artistically, but clearly this rendition didn't strike the intended tone i love this con- country and honestly i tried my best <laughs> it's... so there you have it i mean there's there's uh you know not a lot to say i it, it speaks for itself she just uh, hey m- maybe a few less ad libs How about <laughs> i think
2: <laughs> here's my problem with it i'm not it's like fergie got to a point in her career where i think she surrounded herself with people who would just be like constructive rather than mm. like tell Don't her guess, hey maybe man maybe this isn't working. Yeah. And then she just went for it on like a huge stage, like sold out and people watching. I don't know. Call me crazy, but you don't have to be Jimi Hendrix every time someone asks you to do the national anthem. Like, just be happy to do the national anthem. I don't know. It's like you don't have to make a meal out of it. Her
1: uh, apology just sounds like she's fucking bored. Also, she's just like, yeah, I just wanted to try something because I'm bored of doing this. It's just like, then don't say do it in your Maybe shower. You do that at like a minor yeah. league
2: baseball game. Yeah, rather do it at rather the 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 NBA All Star game. All-Star game.
1: <laughs> right. Or somebody who needs some press or something, but yeah, the NBA is like, we don't need you to do a weird thing here, it's
0: just a formality for us, like... Well, gentlemen, the quiz today, we're gonna decide if uh, uh, some renditions of the National Anthem were necessary or unnecessary, because (laughs) uh, I have some of the best, I have the good, the bad, and the ugly here, as far as uh, singers uh, uh, giving their take on the National Anthem, so... Fellas, so we got a quiz. Uh, I've got ten clips with an additional tiebreaker. You each per clip will be issued two guesses. You can you can make a immediate guess. You know you have one free one to just like throw out there, and then another one you can you know guess during or or after the clip. Um. So yeah, I, let's let's fire up the first one. And and you're you're yes you're you're trying to guess the singer of the national anthem. So. Uh, let's fire up clip number one. This is one of the bad examples. Answer whenever you think you know. And remember, you got that throwaway guess.
2: Christina
0: Aguilera. Marty takes it number number one. Points points to Marty. It's it's Christina. I didn't think this one was that bad, by the way. Uh, this I don't think is it's that bad out. either. People's no. bad list, but okay. Let's uh, fire up clip number two. This is one of the good examples. This is from a bit earlier in time. Stevie Wonder? No, not Stevie Wonder. I don't
2: recognize the
1: voice at all. It sounds like Journey, but I don't know the singer of Journey. Or it
0: sounds like Phil Collins. Is it Phil Collins? (laughs) It's not Phil Collins. Marty, you're out of guesses. Kelly, you you can still take it. Uh, 1983, if that, uh, n- helps Oh, at I stand all. by
1: my guesses, then.
0: Uh, it doesn't help me at all. I got nothing. It was Marvin Gaye. You guys gotta get out more. Uh, alright. <laughs> uh, uh, no points. Marty's still in the lead. Let's hear another bad one. Let's fire up clip number three. Oh, say can
1: you see by the time's early life, what
0: Dolly <laughs> <he had laughs> <laughs> no, it's not professional musician Dolly Parton, you asshole. Sarah Palin. <laughs> <laughs> I like Carol that guess, Burnett? but no. no, Marty, you get one final guess. Oh, here, I'll give you a clue. There, there are a handful of people who uh, are deservedly canceled on this list.
2: Sarah, I stand by Sarah Palin.
0: <laughs> Gis- Giselle, uh, Giselle Max- <laughs> <laughs> what? G- Galen Maxwell? Yeah, yeah, yeah Ghislaine, Maxwell. Ah, uh, no, it's not. Here to sing the national anthem. <laughs> no, it's uh, Roseanne.
1: Oh,
0: oh. Yeah. I was really close to Carol Burnett, actually. Yeah, that was at the inauguration in 2016. Um, oh my god.
1: <laughs> what? No,
0: I some baseball game in like the 90s or whatever. Oh, oh okay. Okay. How okay. Okay. was I going no say? Fun. That would have been really funny. All right. Let's hear another good one. Uh, it's clip number four. You know what? Kelly, I'm giving you a hay point for Sarah Palin. That was funny. <laughs> Both so it's brunettes. one to 0. 0.5. It's like the Dixie oh, Chicks. Kelly takes it. What's Bam! Yeah, I was gonna say it's definitely. Bam! Guns ablaze. Oh, yeah, sorry, the, the chicks. chicks, the chicks, right? Chicks, yes. Now the chicks. Uh now the chicks. And this was mere months before they, you know, uh, made that uh, that change. Comment about President Bush and started the whole controversy. Good for them. Now let's hear. Uh, this is a bad example. Let's fire up clip number five. Is it
1: the guy from the Warriors who says, Warriors, come out to play? Hold on, let me <laughs> read what I
0: have written down here. The guy from the Warriors. Yeah, oh my god! It- no, it's not. <laughs> hmm. I can't believe... I'm gonna make, like, a music education playlist for you guys.
2: Can I get a year? Do we have a year that this one happened?
0: Uh, this would probably be the late 80s, if I had to guess. Maybe there. Oh, you know what? No, I think this is actually... It's 2001. It's like some of the bad ones. I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a the clue. Audio this was sung, the mouth that this came out of is pretty big. That's clue number oh, one. Oh, Steven Tyler. Yep, there you go. Oh, hey. yeah. Okay. I was going to say the mic stand that this came out of was Scarfed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, It's that, 2.5 to 1, Kelly in the lead. Yeah, he's crushing Let's me. hear another good one. Let's fire up clip number six. <laughs> Jay Hendricks. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's <was> pretty, <laughs> it pretty pretty obvious. Yep. All right. Uh, thanks. thanks. Two, thanks for me two to, that, to two point five. Kelly leading with a mere hay point. Let's hear another bad one and fire up clip number seven. I like this. One. <laughs> well, oh, when you find out who it is, you might want to redact that oh, statement. No. <laughs>
2: Chris Brown,
1: <laughs> R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. it's
0: R. Kelly. Both <laughs> well, good guesses. Marty for taking for the one. lead, three to two point five, and Kelly. Kelly noted R. Kelly fan. It's because of the names. You
1: telling us that we don't know musical or we need music education? I think the only one we didn't get was the Roseanne
0: one. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we need comedy education. <laughs> you didn't get Marvin Gaye either. Okay. Okay. Yeah, fair. It's fair. Fair. Let's hear. Another good one. Fire up clip number eight. The night that I'm blind, I'm still there. Whitney Houston. Bam out the gate. Yeah, he got this it. This is regarded as like the <sighs> best ever. Yeah, uh, sports national anthem.
1: I, when I heard and yeah, it, I was like, great. "I
0: know I've heard this before." I
1: couldn't think of it.
0: Uh, let's hear another good one. All the all the uh, good news, fellas. All the rest of them <laughs> should be pleasing to the ear. Let's fire up clip number nine. Does Mariah Carey? No, is Nay, good guess. It's not. Good guess. So she's
1: from American Idol.
2: How do you know? <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> because no. of the good. Because he said good guess. No, no it just guess. it sound. No, no, it just that sounds similar to who it actually is. Is what Jennifer Lopez. Infer. It is not Jennifer Lopez.
2: Oh wait, you mean her voice sounded similar? I thought
0: you meant Marty, the Marty. I'll similar. tell you that this this Chantus is singing the national anthem for all citizens, human and monster alike elvira oh of course
1: (laughs) human and monster alike it's mrs dracula that helps me i know what it is their accent sounds a little um english too no i can't place it though there's a little bit of like an english tilt to some of the the notes um human and little monster alike
2: lady gaga
0: Oh yeah, you know what? Forgetting the clue, <laughs> I'm giving the point <laughs> to you know. Hey, it's power, another point, point. <laughs> Why does he get so many extra guesses? Scott likes me because now it's three to three and it's more interesting. Uh, no, he's winning. He's I'm leading winning four to three. <laughs> oh, I'm. You know what? The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. You guys are tied. Uh, <laughs> cl- clip but number we can tie. Clip number ten.
2: Oh, it's Beyonce.
0: That's right. Kelly, you tied it up. Let's go to our tiebreaker question. <laughs> Let's, oh, go our tie- <laughs> nope, Let's go I to our tiebreaker Barty. question. Let's go to our tiebreaker question. This is not the national... The reason this is the tiebreaker, it's not the national anthem. It's Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Let's hear clip number 11. Take me is this Tom Waits? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like that guess. Ozzy
2: Osbourne. <laughs> That's
0: right. Yeah. Kelly takes it. Damn it. Kelly, the musician among Damn. us, fucking takes
1: the prize, baby. <sighs> Kelly crushing me in this one. I came out of the gates with Christina Aguilera and I got none of got, I got, rest the so, I got shook after you, you got Christina it.
2: Aguilera. And then after Marvin Gaye came on, I was like, I don't know. I'm bad. I'm bad at music.
0: <laughs> no, you guys did great. Thank you for, hey, we learned a lot about. Francis Scott Key wrote this wonderful <laughs> tune and we just got to hear it serve he fucking me twelve out to the different ball. ways. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He was in what uh, he was in that famous uh, baseball battle and he was watching the fucking <laughs> balls fly, baby. Hey Mart. Hey Scott. How are you?
1: Uh you know, I'm doing okay. I'm having some fun with my buds.
0: Oh, okay hey kelly
1: yeah how you holding up i'm doing
2: great i'm too i'm feeling real good i just want are quiz. you wondering anything yeah i'm wondering if we have a novelty product to review this week I'm wondering this the same
1: thing. <laughs> I feel like you time that perfectly. Like, when I'm about to launch it on something, it's always, yeah. like, right when yeah. I'm about to. Yeah, you
0: know what? Because you are doing fucking visual cues all the time while we podcast, now I'm using your camera against you. And-
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's about to speak. He's about to speak.
0: All right, tell us what it this is, This week's Mark. novelty product
1: is... Scratch and sniff. Scratch and sniff technology generally refers to stickers or cardboard items that have been treated with a fragrant coating. When scratched, the coating releases an odor that is normally related to the image displayed under the coating. The multi-conglomerate 3M invented the technology in 1965 using a process originally developed for carbonless copy paper called microencapsulation. Scratch and Sniff became more popular in the 1970s and obviously began booming through the 80s. Utility companies even use it to enclose Scratch and Sniff cards in bills to help the public recognize a natural gas leak. But in 1987, the Baltimore Gas and Electric Company created a series of false alarms when cards they included led people to believe there were tons and tons of gas leaks with a smell coming from the unopened envelopes. (laughs) So, microencapsulation. How does that work, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. The desired smell is surrounded by micro capsules that break easily when oh. gently rubbed. <laughs> this doesn't really tell you how it works, but it's just like, oh yeah, it's so a micro it
0: encapsulation. Like. The- involves <laughs> capsules that are micro sized, does it?
1: Oh rubbing breaks the micro bubbles which releases the aroma. Scratch and stuff has been featured throughout pop culture. Wait, bubbles? I thought it was
0: capsules. <laughs>
1: oh, it's it's a synonym, Scott. Uh, scratch stuff has been used throughout movies and uh and done in like uh Film uh, projection and uh, performance, too. Famously, John Waters uses a lot of scratch-and-sniff stuff regarding his films. Uh, famously, his movie Polyester. Every time that movie is screened, it comes with a scratch-and-sniff card for you to scratch at certain points in the movie so you can smell like what's happening on screen or something. I have no idea what it is exactly because uh, I find... I am too nervous because John Waters movies are like generally really disgusting. Um, it was also used similarly, this similar like process was used for the Spy Kids All the Time in the World movie, with the idea of being Smell of Vision and 4D cinema and all that kind of stuff. So it's just Scratch and Sniff this week, guys. I don't have I don't have a physical thing. It's just like the general thing of Scratch and Sniff in honor of Hot Shots, which is a film of the 80s. I picked a technology from the 80s. Kelly, go ahead. I
2: got a good... I just want to compliment you, Marty, on really sticking it to our stupid fucking listener because uh, if you ever thought, oh, man, we have a podcast and we always talk about a visual aspect in the novelty product, a physical visual aspect... Now we're adding another layer to that. You you're just dumb listeners, you can't smell this, you stupid idiots. Why don't you go out and experience
1: life instead of <laughs> listening to podcasts all the time? Come on, dumbos. For this week's quiz, I decided to turn to a list, of course. I wanted to keep it short this week. so oh, I went so you just under a quick the, ranker. Gotcha. I went to a website called The Top Tens, and I'm asking you both to name... One of the top ten smells, and we'll go back and forth one at a time. Whoever gets the most of this top ten wins. Pretty simple.
0: Um, Are these good smells or just smells in general? Bad smells? What
1: kind of smells? So I'll say, in general, it's good smells, but some of these are more average smells, I would say. Or just, like, distinct smells. Mm -hmm. A candle. But mostly... Kelly, incorrect. There's no candle listed. The ocean air no
2: the right after rain smell
1: uh i'm gonna give it to you kelly just rain was one of the which is bullshit smells.
2: i just want to say the reason people there's no smell after rain it's just because there's more moisture in the air you can smell better that's how it works correct yes thank
0: you marty mm-hmm. thank you for the point marty you're welcome kelly scott fresh baked bread no, incorrect. I Kelly. like that
1: one.
2: I want to guess that, too. Fresh baked bread.
1: I It's still wrong. I'd Scott? like you to double check. Okay, I'll check again. Yep, All right, no third time's the bread. charm. Bread, bread, fresh baked bread. bread, bread, bread. <laughs> this time it's on the list. Number 11, <laughs> oh, fresh well, baked yeah. bread. Uh,
2: the, uh, the fresh cut
1: lawn. Yes, Kelly gets it. Kelly leads two to zero.
0: Christmas tree.
1: Incorrect. Scott's guessing a lot of good ones, but none of these are on the list. Coffee.
0: Kelly gets another one. That's three to zero. This seems to happen a lot where it's like I <laughs> I lose when the quiz is based on arbitrary bullshit, that's when I seem to lose. <laughs> it's not arbitrary. You just gotta think about what normie's like. Yes. Kelly's batting a oh. thousand right now. Uh Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> Rick and
1: Morty comes in at number one.
0: Whoa! <laughs>
1: Pickle Rick? Weird. Um, uh, bacon.
0: Bacon is on the list. At oh, no my. Eight. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, epic is epic on the list. <laughs> epic <laughs> is number
1: 13. Wow. Oh, bread was actually number 15, by the way. Oh, nice. Oh, no, no,
0: not in the top 10, though. I don't know. Like cake? No, no cake. Oh, oh campfire or bonfire.
1: Uh, incorrect. Yeah, this Those is number is, okay, 11. I really am done. Idiots. I don't even well, want to do the second
0: episode. <laughs> Cookies. No. Um, a big old pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not on the list. Kelly just uh, needs one more to win, by the way. <laughs> I know.
0: Marijuana. <laughs> no, not on the list. Okay. Um, <laughs> New York City on a hot day. <laughs> uh
1: scrolling scrolling oh number 35 wow nice um
2: um i guess uh a, a stinky skunk
0: i don't know <laughs> oh
1: my god. Kelly, okay i got a real guess more.
0: <laughs> flowies and if i get it i give my point to kelly flowers let me scroll
1: flowers is not in the top <laughs> just say it is for the love of oh my god Kelly, take us home here. You got this. You got this, Kelly. This is easy. You can get this. So- I'll say candle is really close. It's not actually candle is not on the list, but maybe a scent that comes from candles is on the list. Oh, wait, I got, I an, so. I got one.
2: I don't know. Kelly guesses uh, lavender. Kelly Lavender scented candle. Oh, no, I got one. We- I got one for real.
0: Laundry. Yeah, laundry. Kelly guesses fresh linens.
1: I'm just gonna say Kelly wins. the quiz. <laughs> <Kelly> <laughs> what wins wins what the are quiz. you trying to
0: point us towards?
1: Uh, vanilla was the one I was trying to get you to do. With you. The other ones are a little odd. Fresh air is number one. That's not a and smell. That's the lack of a smell. Well,
2: Terry Gross smells notoriously good. It's negative smell.
1: Barbecue.
2: Oh, what? that one classic. Yeah, that's big pretty, you should That's
0: what I like to smell.
2: Scott guessing bonfire should have counted as barbecue. Because what is a bonfire if not slow-cooked logs?
1: <laughs> Thank you. Fresh petrol was number six. It Why does do make me gas? feel good. Is uh, is uh, glue on there? No. <laughs> Popcorn and melted chocolate were the bottom two. Uh, on the
2: uh, p- Paint fumes? I don't know. I'm just going <laughs> off of what I like to smell.
1: Chloroform? <laughs> That's the thing. Hey, to tie it back into Scratch and Sniff, Scratch and Sniff, it usually just smells like It doesn't really ever smell good. It smells like gar. It's usually just like, yeah, it smells like gas. Yeah, one or two. It
2: smells like like gas or it smells like uh, the fake banana smell. Yeah, yeah. Both
0: bad. That's gonna do it. Well, speaking of fake bananas, I'm gonna go slip on one on out of (laughs) here. Marty, put a Hanna-Barbera
2: sound in there. Swoop!
1: Alright,
2: thanks for listening, everybody. What's next (laughs) week, Kelly? I don't know uh scott pilgrim's kind of a romantic comedy scott pilgrim we're doing scott pilgrim next week so you you you're just actually saying the movie now i mean we might as well <laughs> why don't we tell our viewers well this is what a watch to yeah what it's a cre- yeah why haven't we been doing that because i'm not um, good at social media
1: kelly was doing a bit every week that's why we haven't been doing
2: it yeah, for real that's what i'm all right we're to. doing all right uh, assholes pretty woman
1: what i really appreciate pretty it. pretty woman
2: later